This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Well, that was huge news this morning. Mid-morning, Jurgen Klopp. His time will be up at the end of the season. He'll leave Liverpool after eight and a half years. That was the news this morning. The news this afternoon in Glasgow. News from Rangers and from Celtic. Peter Grant is here. And Peter, it's big news. Uh, it's not a new player, but someone that you know well. And he's signed till 2029. Yeah, it's delighted because he's magnificent for Celtic, to be fair, Carter Vickers. The experience he's given to the back guys, when he's played along with scales and whatever, younger ones that's come in. He's been a rock for them and he's improved each time he goes along. Unfortunately, he's had a few injuries and you notice that at times when we've got away with it, the team looks so much better when he's in it and I'm absolutely delighted for him because he's deserved it because you've got to play to earn your contracts and he's done that exceptionally well and I'm sure the Celtic supporters will be absolutely delighted with the signing. Celtic fans not so happy to hear that Greg Taylor will be out for a few weeks. That's the news this afternoon after suffering a calf strain. So what are they going to do at the back? You can ask Peter 0808 17 17 700 and who are Celtic going to sign between now and next Wednesday night, the transfer deadline day? Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, is with us. Evening, Stephen. Hi, Paul. At Rangers today, Diamandi is here at last. Yeah, it broke the other night, uh, finally confirmed. thought it was an area of the park that Rangers needed to strengthen. Um, probably uh, for, for the, from where he's came from, the right to dream. Um, something what me and John's old youth coach at St Martin, I remember years ago he went to work with him. It's a very successful youth academy out of Ghana. And he seems to be another success story, a, bit, a big money, money signing, so... Um, he looks like he's came with a decent pedigree and as I said an area of the park I felt the need to strengthen and strengthening as well they've been talking about the left back position uh, Yilmaz many people thought he would go he may yet go Barisic last year of the contract we know the story Roma interested and news today that Rangers on the brink of signing a left back Hefty from Fluminese what do you know about him Stephen? I don't know a lot I do, do the same as probably all Rangers <laughs> fans out there when you're looking at online what's his background where's he come from he doesn't suggest his his pedigree doesn't suggest to me that he's maybe going to be the starting left back, but it might allow um, Rangers to let one of the left backs go, whether it be Barisic, whether it be Redvan. Um, so it's it's my it's my first that maybe puts me wrong, comes straight in and, and starts the starts the season. But I, I suspect that one of the left backs may may end up leaving. It was Fabrizio Romano, respected commentator and transfer guru, who said that one. Quite a lot on the go today. We hear from. Philippe Clement, we heard from Brendan Rodgers last night, There's a little bit more from him today, but that's the big news at Celtic, Cameron Carter-Vickers. For you, Stephen, how big is that, that he's cemented his future, you would imagine, at Celtic? Yeah, it's a huge bit of business. Um, obviously, within the last few weeks, there was a bit of rumours about him that t- teams were interested. And it's a good thing, I think, for Cameron Carter-Vickers. I mean, he's had a lot of loan spells, um, some successful, some not so successful. He's finally found a home at Celtic, and he's a huge player. Um, for Celtic on and off the park he's got Champions League football um, and as Peter said he's grew every season and you only see the difference in Celtic's performances when he's not in the team so uh, a huge bit of business that Do you think that Stephen then could be Stephen Maiden down there I always seen him when he went about in his loans I'm sure people weren't looking at his height all the time Mm -hmm. as a centre back Were they? And I always used to think they would end up playing right back Mm -hmm. and that's what I felt they always did you know it was an Italian thing at that particular time that if you weren't a big enough centre back, they'd end up playing your right back. I think that done him a disservice. And what is that? He's six foot, so you yeah, need to be yeah, six three, six well, four. Stephen will tell you, you go down there if you're six foot four, six foot three minimum as a centre back. It doesn't care if you just basketball. <laughs> I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you can move or pass the ball or whatever. They want you big and strong for set plays against and set plays for because it's such a massive part of the game. 
and in the championship especially it's so relentless you get very very little time to coach because you've got so many games and the amount of travelling you do and I just felt a bit sorry for him because defensively in his 1v1s he was always good but I always felt if he had stayed in England that's where they'd have seen him playing and a lot of people would have said well nah he's not a right back and it's weird yeah. you know and he's come up here and he's done exceptionally well and great credit to Kerry he's playing with a massive club and long may that continue and hopefully gets over these injuries as we said 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 we have a full weekend of football I know there's big football in England tonight with the cup not least Aston Villa in action at Chelsea uh, and Man City in action against Ange Postecoglou's Tottenham and down south though everyone just talking about Jurgen Klopp I mean Liverpool's got a special place in the hearts of lots of people in this part of the world haven't they Peter would, yeah, that, well, would that be fair obviously I yeah. think we followed it very closely when Kenny went at yeah, uh, my exactly. age my yeah. age level you sure. know when he left early yeah. he always wanted to see them doing it exceptionally yeah. well and there was always a Scottish contingent there the, the Bill Shankly's and that's magic sure. looking back at all Soonest. that stuff Soonest yeah. brilliant Brilliant player with a brilliant team. I think they mm. went two and a half years without losing at Anfield in that particular yeah. group of players. Yeah. You know, and it was fantastic to see Alan Hansen. Yeah. All these guys were wonderful, wonderful players. Stevie Nicholl was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Gary yeah. McAllister. Yeah. You can name them all, all top, top quality players. And we were very, very fortunate to watch yeah. that. But I look at Liverpool and I think that'll be an interesting one. Mm. It's very similar to Sir Alex, what Klopp's done yes. there in the last eight and a half years. I know people keep mentioning that. Will Liverpool learn from it in the respect of that? It'd be interesting. Would yeah. they go for Ange? Well, would because they? he plays yeah. the type of football that Liverpool yeah. fans are used to now, with that passion, that commitment for the manager. I know they're talking about Xabi Alonso. But anybody who's watched Leverkusen, they play slightly different. You know, yeah. they don't play; they move the ball the way Xabi played. Really, mm-hmm. you know. So the thing is, it'll be interesting, and that's where you've got to be very, very careful. People talk about Steven Gerrard was a shoe in, but the last few jobs yeah. have not done. Added. Yeah. That well, going to Liverpool if you've got good players, maybe that job can be completely different for them. I'll, that would be interesting. But for me, if you're looking at a manager about them now who plays the way that Klopp has done and not changing too much, Ange Postecoglou for me, and he had a Liverpool supporter, wasn't he? As a youngster, he was indeed. We shoved that on the WhatsApp this morning when we broke the news. Well, I heard it on Talk Sport with Jim White, which was a great, you know, to get it immediately. Spoke to him. He's listening at the moment from London. Um, but you came up with the name Jabby Alonso, who Probably he's the favourite already. Yeah, it was just the the first name that kind of came to my head that just made sense. Uh, I think he's doing one of the best jobs around Europe at the minute. And you think of the finance involved at Bayern, the, the level yeah. of success they've had in Germany, adding Harry Kane to it in the summer, mm-hmm. and Jabby Alonso has Leverkusen four games, uh, four points clear, more than halfway through the season. So automatically I thought of that and then I thought I'm doing exactly what the Leverkusen fans right now behaving. <laughs> yeah. You're just automatically. I mean the the chaos it might co- cause their title race. Um, so that's, I, I think that's the add-on from Jurgen Klopp's not just influencing the situation at Liverpool, he's in, influencing the situation at Leverkusen. Sure. Tottenham have got a huge game, the FA Cup, a lot's been spoken about. Maybe Ange bringing a trophy um, home to Tottenham, what a huge game that is for them tonight. So it does co- cause a lot of unrest around Europe. Virgil van Dijk, another Scottish connection down there at Liverpool. Absolutely. Uh, when yeah, you're looking yeah. at Andy Robertson's, you know, you've exactly. got, you've got yeah, these guys... Sure. Liverpool, Celtic, um, sorry, Liverpool. Yeah. I've always had that connection, you know, because yeah. it's that sort of club. They love good footballers, they love to be entertained, you know, they tend the Celtic boys as you spoke about before. There's a big connection there. And it's a massive, massive club. And it's disappointing you're losing a clock because he's been, to be fair to him, 
you either you like him or for the way he goes on, whatever. But he's magnificent. You know, he's magnificent what he does. I'm just smiling watching it there on Sky as well as being on the Go Radio Football Show here. Stephen, look at him. Look at the energy he's got. It looks as though he could play. This is some of the great well, moments in his career. Ball, a yeah? few weeks ago, uh-huh. about six weeks ago, I noticed a change in him. He looked, he did look burnt out. Because okay. yeah. you know, everybody laughs about his teeth or whatever yeah. being so white. But all you could see was his jealous. cap. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> you could, all you could see was his cap and his teeth. Yeah. And I thought he'd been doing a, an advertisement because yeah. I know he does one for a, a certain bike. Yeah. And I thought he'd been working so hard on it because okay. it looked as if the weight had dropped off him. But it's an intensity, but it just shows you this is a manager being successful. I know the other side have been unsuccessful with oh, well, yeah, the worries sure. that you get through. When you're being successful and trying to build mm. and win trophies consistently, it's so, so difficult, mm. you know, to constantly do that under that pressure. Did you I, come up against them? Um, Did you just miss each other, really? Of course, when you were at Norwich, he, he came in 2015. Oh, good question. Um, now. Yep, the last home game. No, I'd, no, I'd if, been still playing down yeah, in England. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I would have. You know, I've st- still been involved. You in get England, him on the line. You know, let's get him on. <laughs> probably, Exclusive. Going with that, he's too tired. I think yeah. you know, but no, but you that's, get a three-year deal. <laughs> Five-year deal. <laughs> Five-year. You can get Klopp on. <laughs> but honestly, that, yeah. I feel because yeah. the energy he puts into it. Yeah. And the thing, Love it's it. interesting that his backroom staff are going with him in the summer. He's recruitment guys seemingly leaving after this window, which is good in the respect of that because a new manager comes in, it'll be a different sort of recruitment maybe that he wants, yeah. or the Liverpool continually go the same way. The recruitment person is going, absolutely, uh, in a couple of days' I, time. That's yeah, exactly, right. he's doing it right I, yeah. away. I, I wondered with that. I mean, you think of um, Jurgen Klopp's time at Liverpool and all the, all the successes, a lot of it was mm. built on that front three Manny, yeah. Firmino, and Salah. Yeah. And it seemed to that Jurgen Klopp had to work really hard to convince Mo Salah to stay on, yeah. obviously, with the finance involved with the Saudi bid. And you just wonder if he's maybe said, just give me one more season, one more season. And in his head, he's maybe thinking this is his last season. And maybe Liverpool have tried to convince him to stay and say, what, what would it take? Can you say, well, I need another Mo Salah, yeah. which obviously isn't easy. <laughs> and they maybe say, there's no other finances. So just the timing, the timing yeah. is a bit odd. But if you think about that, yeah. when he signed Salah, it was a big gamble in the respect to that. Because was it? Oh, yeah. well, Why? it wasn't Mo Salah. He has now. Of course. You know, didn't know. you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We went, it was at Roma and whatever. And you knew him from playing at Chelsea and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But he wasn't what he is, what Klopp's turned him into. As you say, wonderful, wonderful players playing alongside him. Helped him to get to that level. And But it's a team full of energy. And, you know, it's different from uh, talking about Javi Alonso, pass and move yeah. and move. Javi Alonso, I watched their training mm-hmm. and he's still their best player. You there? Yeah, I, I've yeah. watched their uh-huh. training, and he's still their best player. He's their best passer. <laughs> you know, he, he stands in the middle. Of it. He plays it, pings it out wide. Now? To the, yeah, and wow. He, he pings <laughs> the ball out to the wide yeah. for doing the sessions. Okay. It's quite incredible, actually. This is normally the centre of planet football, Glasgow, Scotland, <laughs> but maybe not today because yeah. Jurgen Klopp is leaving Absolutely. at the end of the season. It was almost, you know, it's it's like a death almost in Liverpool. But everyone, I've been on the phone, my brother-in-law today, who's Liverpool crazy, will be there on Sunday at the games. Been a few times, special place, but Klopp leaving at the end of the season and will he go with a, a treble, a quadruple, whatever it would be? Are they going to be even better? Is this going to take them over the line or will the team be affected? We'll see. Up here, a lot in the go. Most people want to know what's going to happen in the next five days. You've got the crystal ball, Stephen. Who are Rangers going to sign? Who are Celtic going to sign? Some news today. It's been, it hasn't come out formally, but Joe Hart is kind of known now. He is going to go at the end of the season. I think that's what they're saying in Football Insider. Um, he's been brilliant for Celtic. I think absolutely no question. And the big man, it looks as though he'll go at the end of the season. So they're going to need a goalkeeper, not just now necessarily, 
up front what do you think 0808 17 17 700 who replaces Kyogo if he gets an injury and also you were saying Peter that uh, Maeda and O they could be up against each other couldn't they in the, uh, in the final but uh, Celtic could be without a striker but what's going to happen Celtic fans some of them are confident there's going to be some movement in the next few days and at Rangers still chat Laura Shankland or is that is it gone now is that not going to happen what do you think give us a call now Philip Clemont's been speaking today um, about Demondi, who's in the house, about Stephen Davis, who has gone. He's retired at 39. What a career for him. And uh, an injury update as well. Alex Lowry has come back injured. I know he wasn't going to play. They were going to put him out on loan again. But Rangers fans, he will not be going anywhere, I don't think, because he is back carrying an interview. Um, here's the manager speaking about the new signing, um, Mohamed Diamondi. Oh, uh, everybody's really pleased about that because... Um... He's one of the, or he was one of the biggest prospects in Scandinavia. So there were a lot of teams interested in him. Still a young player, but he has uh, already a lot of experience also. He played more than 100 games. Uh, for Nordsjælland, what what's a good team? And uh, and they bring already several really good players into yeah into the rest of Europe and into the top competitions. So it's a team that everybody follows. So it's not easy to get a player towards Rangers from that team because there's a lot of competition. But uh, Dio was really um, interested in the project. We had a lot of talks about that. And he's, it's, a, it's a signing for short, but, but also for long term. So that's not easy to do in January. So I'm delighted uh, that the club could do that. Stephen, of course, Rangers, the early kickoff tomorrow, the game, St Mirren, your old club up against Rangers at 12.30, ahead of the Celtic game, which is at three o'clock. It could well be two points in it tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be the aim for Rangers. I felt coming into the week, you know, I spoke the other night, I didn't think Hibs would be as open as they were in the previous game at Ibrox. They were. If anything, they were even more attacking in terms of lineup, playing a full-back at centre-half, two wingers, two strikers, giving up the midfield. Um, and it felt like a, a very comfortable night for Rangers I think tomorrow's going to be more of a test for them mm-hmm. I was at the previous game in Paisley and that's not just my, with my St Myrne head on um, I was at the previous game and St Myrne were very competitive in the game until Ryan Strange red card so I expect t- tomorrow will be a tougher game for Rangers um, but such a huge game to apply the pressure before the Celtic game Peter, I see Tam McManus today former Hibs Star, he's saying, Hibs were awful. They might just be the easiest Premiership team to play against ever. That was the headline in the record today. Is that a bit unfair or is that the, the weakness? No, well, I've I seen them against Celtic also. And I thought Celtic run over the top of them at Celtic Park. I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to the way they set up. They played with two quick ones up front. It was Boyle and Elion at the time. But all they concerned ourselves was watching Callum McGregor, which... I'm thinking, well, if you're playing two strikers like that, you should be saying, well, I'm going to make Celtic defend and turn them and use their pace and whatever. And they didn't do that. And Celtic could have, Celtic scored four, but it could have been much more. You know, and I've been disappointed in that. side. I can understand what Nick's trying to do. He's trying to build a team. He's trying, and it's difficult when, as you say, when you're, you think you're going to have a centre-back who does better and then he, you're not so sure. And I think if your back line is not settled and they're not comfortable at what you're trying to do, it's very, very difficult mid-season, you know, with the, the quality of the player that's there to try and do that. So sometimes you've got to read it and say, right, OK, we maybe need to do that, but it maybe need to start that in the middle of the pitch, the way we want to play, not at the back, because I don't think the players are good enough and they keep 
they're putting themselves under too much pressure. So when they kick it back to the goalkeeper, David's under pressure and he kicks out the pitch or he kicks possession away. So Hibs looks so open, as Stephen says. And I think that's why you're so open, because everybody's spread to play. And it gives you a problem. Tougher game, probably, for Rangers tomorrow. We'll come back to that. There's a deluge of messages coming in at Goal Football Show from Celtic fans. Here's one of them. Mark, huge Celtic fan, goes home and away. Hi, Paul, what do the guys think about the lack of signings at Celtic? Brendan Rodgers said repeatedly he needs quality, and yet we have nothing. That's what Mark's saying. This is what the manager said yesterday about potential transfers, and then we'll listen to what he said at the start of last month. Uh, not at this moment. There's work going on behind the scenes, of course. It's um, But yeah, listen, it's not easy when you know, you're trying to get players in, and I've talked about quality before, and... And I, I always will do, because that's that's the nature of what I, I want to build here. We have a lot of quality players in a, in our squad currently that are improving and developing, and I uh, I want to add more to that. But when you're trying to get quality, and when you're trying to to add, it's never easy because other clubs they don't want to lose quality players. So, um, but uh, but it's something that, as I said, is continually. Been worked on, and and I hope before the window shuts that we were that we were able to do that. So that was Brendan Rodgers 24 hours ago. This is what he said. It was just after the Kilmarnock and the Hearts results. No, listen, supporters have every right to, to to ask and demand for for the highest level expectations, and that's what we uh, that's what we demand here also. So um, so yeah, I think that I think there was an anticipation in the summer that a number of players were going to move on. So replacement players were brought in that uh, that were ready to come in and develop, but. That didn't happen, and then we we ended up with a, a bigger squad than what we anticipated. But there's no doubt going forward now the one the, the squad will will come down in numbers, and obviously we need to add quality. Like I say, there's there's no dressing up, you know. We uh, the for the group lost real quality players in in the summer, so that's something over the coming windows that we. Uh, We'll look to improve them. Peter, we're near the end of the first. It hasn't finished yet, five days to go, but it's different from what he was saying at the start of December. Yeah, but I've always said, Paul, and I said it before Brendan actually yeah. said, quality in this window is so, so difficult. And I must admit, I've been in a position before, you go to clubs, you think, oh, well, he's not been playing or whatever. He maybe be sixth choice, but they're still not letting him out. And for the quality that Celtic need to make them better, I don't think... There's that much out there, to be perfectly honest with you, which is going to be available. You know what I mean? It's not as if you can say, oh, which you used to could do. There's a boy Solanke doing quite well at Bournemouth. Let's go and buy him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen anymore. It's because of the price. Oh, because the wages, yeah, sure. everything like that. Yeah. And Brendan worked with him at Chelsea as a yeah. kid and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So all these things, if you're talking about people like that, we're, we're a different planet around, and that's Bournemouth mm. we're talking about. Yeah. So we've got to understand that and I'm listening to what he said there, and and I'm thinking, you listen closely to what he's saying, he said, the quality mm-hmm. has got to be better than what I have. And I think that's interesting because when you look round about, is there people better? So, always a way I know at this moment in time, but yeah. for instance, people say, always oh, no done this, always oh, no done that, but one of the best strikers in the world, football, Klinsman, mm-hmm. picks him for the, the national sure. team, South Korea. I'm saying, right, OK, if somebody said to you, you're going to sign a South Korean striker mm-hmm. or you're going to get this, nobody we don't really know and he's, we know he's not up to that level, but we maybe do as a stopgap, mm-hmm. maybe get away with it. 
then I'm the same. I'm not bringing somebody into Celtic Park to be sitting and make another number on the bench because I'll get bigger okay. questions asked yep. of me. You're looking at it and thinking, who's in the building at this moment in time? Young Vata come on and done well last week. He, and that, as I said, I'd seen him always wide. Mm. Then I seen him scoring. Great movement, by the way, for his goal. Not just putting the ball in the back of the net, but his great movement off and it was good strike play. Would you, you need to keep him maybe in about the squad? I don't know. Well, it sounds as though they're going to try and keep him but, maybe. That's what I'm saying, but I don't know. But, sure. but, 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 but Paul, at the end of the day, people are going to say, oh, but that, is that the answer? But the guys we are going to get mm -hmm. at this moment in time, we've been signing 20-year-old players. Abada's done brilliant. Yeah. And what did you see? 21, 22. 22 now. You know, but he could well be on his way. I know, I know Nicholas Coons come in. I, yeah, you understand I do. What I'm I do. But Brendan Rodgers would have known this at the start of November. You know, the, the environment hasn't changed since then. So his experience, start of November, sorry, start of December, is different. I, and think, I'm just I, I, to I think Brendan would have been in the yeah. summer. And yeah. Paul was saying the same things at this moment in time. But what I'm saying is, that's easier said than okay. done. Bringing people to Celtic, they have, for me, if you're bringing people into Celtic now, they have to be starters. Yeah. And that's what he said yeah. as well. But not but on that They clip. are very, yeah. very difficult to get. Stephen, what's your take yeah, on well, it? The, the frustration comes from, see if everything Peter says um, is, is right. There's not a lot of Celtic, frustrated Celtic fans can argue with that. If Brendan Rodgers had said what he's just said in his, this week's interview, if he'd said that in November, and that was a line we'll only add in January if the quality's available, yeah. which is, has been a line in the past that the, the club have used, but there was almost an explanation for bad performances and bad results of, yeah, but just wait, we're going to add quality in January. That that was almost the message. Just wait, wait, give us, be patient. In January, we're going to add quality. I think even the win at St Johnston, that was a message. The draw at home to Motherwell, it was be, it was consistently quality. The, the reason he's getting asked about quality is because he said it that often. And it was, just be patient. Just I'm going to improve the quality. I need to improve the quality. All of a sudden, you get into January, and the manager's message has changed. It has changed, and that's when the fans start to get frustrated because they say, "Well, you've told us two months ago that we need to add quality, or else the results like that spell could, if they have that spell in the second yes. um, part of the season, could cost them the league." So, what's changed? Has the manager been told he could add quality? Then he's now been told he could not add quality. Like what's changed? And that's why the Celtic fans are. So puzzled, they're watching their team across the city, um, add players, um, and and they're looking at their own deficiencies in terms of who is going to be the left back. Bernabe's proved he can't be the Celtic left back. Liam Scales is having an amazing season at centre half. Is he going to be asked to cover at left back because they've not got a, another left back at the club? What if O and Kyogo get to the uh, O and Maida Maidan. playing the Korean yep. Cup final sure. and Kyogo yep. suspended or injured? They haven't got a recognised first-team striker at the club. That's why they're getting frustrated. OK, Celtic fans are on in big numbers. We'll continue that and try to get your take on it as well. 0808 17 17 700. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Just turning down the speakers a bit there for the ears of Stephen McGinn, the Falcon <laughs> captain. Do you think now that he's captain, he's getting a wee bit carried away with it there? Paul, it's too loud in the <laughs> studio, Peter. We, we get none of that nonsense from you, do you? No, it's just that he's getting older. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so, what a weekend of football that's coming up as well so it doesn't have to be Celtic fans or Rangers fans give us a call whoever you're supporting Kelly for example big game tomorrow against Hibs I would think they would fancy themselves Hearts against Aberdeen Livy against Dundee St Johnson against Motherwell and of course the early kickoff St Mirren against Rangers 12.30 the TV game and then Celtic against Ross County 
Championship tomorrow, some really good games as well. Dundee United at the top against Dunfermline. Where are Wraith Rovers? They're at home to Inverness, Cali Thistle. Great game. Callum Davidson against Scott Brown. Queen's Park against Air United. And Airdrie against Partick Thistle. And we'll talk about the other divisions as well, including your own game, which is a bit of a derby. Alloa against Falkirk. 0808 17 17 700. We heard from Philippe Clement just before the break, but a lot of people coming on saying about Celtic. Where are the signings? What's happening? Is Majofsky going to come? They could do with another striker. Peter made a good point. What about Rocco Vata? I mean, he hadn't been spotted for ages. The word was he'd probably be going away. He came on, he scored um, at the weekend, and suddenly he's now in the conversation to get a new contract. Yeah, well, I, I assume that his reintroduction to the, the squad was they maybe made positive talks about keeping him at Celtic. There's no doubt he, he's got lots of potential. Um, appeared a couple of times under Ange and you thought that boy's got something. Um, obviously got a bit of past with Celtic with his dad um, and he seems to have a decent attitude. So you just you just hope that the boy's seen sense and, and can put his head down, sign the contract and get on with trying to be a Celtic player. Paul is on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. We think evening, guys. Paul. Good, good to hear you. How yeah. are you? What's in your mind tonight? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. glad things are starting kind of back up again after the, the break and whatnot. So, um, yeah, no, pleased with the way we played the other night. I thought we, we dominated against Tibbs because I scored more goals. Yeah. Uh, things seem settled. So, I, I suppose just what I was kind of wanting to talk about was I know we're linked to another player of the day, a left back. Yeah, and, um, hefty. As well as that, yeah. uh, I just wanted to say a big thing, you know, another true legend, Steve Davis. It was sure. a great visual. I watched, I watched the video on Rangers TV and um, I just wondered what the guys thought about. I, I'm, I'm itching to see if Steve Davis will come back in some capacity where it's a coaching because this is the type of guys we need in the club. People right. know the club inside out. Hey, Paul, we'll come back to that in a moment. What about um, the Fluminese player, a young 21-year-old Brazilian left-back Peter, I don't. I know you know your football yeah, inside yeah, out. Well, but to be fair, I don't I, know much about this no. kid at all. I must admit, Yilmaz has come in, and I always yeah. thought he was better going forward. And I think he proved that the other evening there. He brought an energy down yeah. the left hand side of the pitch. I thought it, Rangers looked energetic. Yeah. You know, I think playing Cantwell in a different position now, you're starting to see benefits from that. What I, a strike! I, I, I just think you're starting to see benefits from that. But it looked a, bit, a lot more energetic and. Listen, I know Dessers gets a lot of stick. The one thing I like about him, he keeps going in, and it was a great finish, to be fair, but he keeps going in there even though he misses chances, and we understand that. But Rangers have done really well, and the manager's got that. There's a better balance to the group. The team look a better shape round about them. You know, and to be fair, they've added to it. And I, I like Silva because I'd seen him quite a bit at Wolves, yeah. and I thought he started exceptionally well at Wolves. But like all young players, they've got to continue to play. And I think it was just that was the problem he wasn't playing enough games and then when he'd come on or whatever he had a couple mm. of injury problems but I definitely think Rangers under this manager know the direction they want to go whether they can have the quality and add the quality that they might because this is is this the manager's first signing Diamonde? is this his first signing I think it is yeah, isn't it the loan signing yeah, obviously yeah. so yeah. I think this is yeah. his first signing and usually when you're, you're a new manager yeah you've got to make sure your first signing mm -hmm. is a good, good one, one. Yep. you know and that'll be the interesting thing so he's obviously put his hat on that and the way he's want to play, I think the manager, he definitely got Rangers going the right direction. He knows the type of players he wants for Rangers, whether he's capable of getting them all the time, because we know how difficult we're talking about Celtic across the road. Okay. Yep. But I think Rangers are like that as well. Stephen, what do you think, that left-back position, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, I think, um, is it Niels Coppin that they brought yeah. in as well, mm -hmm. the director? Right. Well, they seem yep. pretty proactive. Mm -hmm. um, obviously know the market, European market. Um, so, I, as I said earlier in the show, I expect one of the left-backs to leave. 
with, with Hefty coming in. Yeah. Um, I, I felt Diomandi at the midfield position. Obviously, we don't know a lot about him. A young player with a lot of potential, but I thought the midfield area was something they needed to address. And just on the Cyril Dessos thing, I would say it's maybe quite a good thing that Lammers is going out in terms they were almost grouped together as if they were the two big signings, almost two failures for Michael Beale. And to be fair to Dessers, he has stuck at it. Lammers is now away, Michael Beale's away. And um, the Rangers fans are almost willing him to, to improve and get better. And, and, and as Peter said, he is, he always, he is always there and, uh, and he's starting to add a few goals. Philippe Clement spoke today about Stephen Davis. This is what he said, Paul. Honestly, I don't know Davo that long, but it was intense already because you step into a new club. I asked also the club to, to continue working with, uh, with the staff that was there. to get to know everybody. It was for me also important to get to know the club really fast. Uh, Devo helped in that way a lot, together with Alex and Brian and Colin. We worked really well together. Then one moment he decided he wanted to stay player. Uh, he wanted to do his rehab and, and to come back in a good way. So he did that for a few months and now he made the decision to stop. Like I said yesterday, uh, my staff is always open if he one day wants to come back because I liked the way we work together. And he's a legend of the club. He's somebody who, can, who is a leader by example uh, towards your dressing room. So those are always very interesting persons to, to have in the building. Is it with the staff of the first team? Is it in academy? We will see in the future, but... I think for this moment, Devo wants to have a little bit peace and quiet, take a little bit time with the family to decide things. And I told him yesterday also he's in a really luxurious situation that he really can decide what he wants in his life. What he leads by example, Peter. It's a good line, isn't it, that he said, and it just epitomises Stephen Davis. You know him really well. Yeah, well, 140 caps, you know, for Northern Ireland. It doesn't matter what country you're playing for, that is phenomenal. Yeah. But you can just tell, I, I don't know him personally, I just watched the way he played and the way he went about his business when he'd done his interviews and he spoke as a player. We spoke about it last year, was it, in the summertime when he had the injury. We thought it was a massive blow for Rangers. And I just said that at that particular time, I believe he should have been on the staff with Michael Beale right away. Even though it's a horrible injury, mm -hmm. it's very, very difficult to be part of that. But just having his presses, we said that about Scott Arfield at the time, we just felt these guys were so important, you know, and people don't understand me at clubs like Celtic and Rangers. These guys are massive because you can't, especially nowadays, because it's open to the world now, and trying to get these people to understand what it means to the masses that go to watch them. You know, people don't believe a country as big as, as small as Scotland. Yeah. It's such a huge, huge club. Fans, I bet fan bases week in, week out. Yep. And people, their life depends on it. Steve Davis does, you know. And I hope and pray for him that he makes the right decision and comes back to Rangers because that may be his personality, that's his club and he thinks that's where he's going to go or he goes on a different route and thinks, no, I want to be my own man. But for me, it's nice that the manager said that the yeah. door's always open for him sure. to come back to Rangers Football Club. Steve McGinn, you played against him. Yeah, I think I played against him both spells at, at Rangers. I always thought a top player and people always say who's the best Celtic Rangers players you've played against and, and you give him Stephen Davis was always a name from the first spell you thought... I remember just thinking he was just a naturally top footballer. He wasn't a powerhouse. He wasn't. I mean, he was just such a a good midfielder, a good footballer midfielder, and could really hurt you with the ball. Uh, firstly, I'd like to congratulate him on the career, and secondly, probably a bit, a bit sad in terms of he's tried to come back. Um, I know how brutal Peter knows with his sons, how brutal that uh, the rehab is with Crucia, and 
and and I found it really brutal and, and, and draining as a 21 year old never mind Steve Davis's age so it's a shame that injuries forced him out of, of the game when I mean, you keep yourself so fit for such a long time Paul what would you like to say to the player that so many Rangers fans Northern Ireland fans Aston Villa when I go back Fulham so many great clubs how do you feel about him? Um, it's hard to put into words I, I suppose it's like I don't know what the guys think but it's one of, he's one of these type of players or, or athletes that you don't appreciate him until he's actually gone and I think look back in some of his performances in UEFA Cup run for 2008 and against Celtic and what I always liked against Celtic was it was a calm kind of composure you had in the midfield the Rangers it just brought calmness got you through the game and just a quiet calm type of character but well respected and I think I'll be honest it brought a wee bit of a tear to my eye it was kind of put in the video to be honest because just a, a, a legend mm-hmm. and I just hope he has a great uh, no pro uh, end of career type idea like whatever he goes into and, and I hope sure. that he plays some sort of capacity at Rangers whether it's coaching or yeah. ambassador or what, sure. what well you heard the manager there can I play you a bit more of Philippe Clement today he was asked you know what the topic's going to be now as well any more signings it's possible yes everybody's working still hard on that so, giving nothing away, Paul, as a Rangers fan, have you got enough there now to win this title? Um, no, I still think we need a number nine. and yeah. I think Shankland's the key. I'll tell you why. I think he's the key, Paul. Look at the goal we scored against Hibs against in the last minute, right? Now, that to me told me that if he was 1-1 one one the way Dessers was against Joe Hart, that would, we wouldn't be talking here. That would, that would have been in. If it was McCausland, where McCausland did a great shot and Joe Hart made a great save as well, credit to him. I still think, if that was Shankland, I just think okay. he's the Boyd or the Kenny Miller or the Nacho Novo. He knows Scottish football. He scores not just goals against the big teams, but he scores all those other goals. He's the type of guy with the right surface. He'll get more surface at Rangers than he will against Hearts. And I think he just knows Scottish football. And I think he's the key to actually us win the league. I really do. Think he's the guy that will get in the league because I don't okay. know the guys think. What do you okay. think? Do you think yeah. if he was Dessers, he would have scored the goal? Do you think that would have happened against Celtic? Well, the key thing is: is he going to come and is he the right guy? We've been going on about him for you know weeks and weeks and weeks. So do you want? The, does the manager fancy him? We've seen the summer yeah, pass indeed. before he, but he spent so, all the money. Yeah, we felt Lon Shankly could do a job for Rangers because it, Paul rightly says they create a lot of chances. Sure. So the biggest thing is you need a finisher. And he's a natural finisher because mm-hmm. people used to say the other parts of his game weren't good enough. I can honestly say in the last 18 months, I think that's improved dramatically. Yes. Yep. You know, because I used to think that's all he was was a finisher mm-hmm. and the rest of his stuff was a bit oh, scrappy. So really. why is he not in Govan now rather than Gorgie? Stephen, what do you think? Priorities change. Um, I think now when you, you look down the Rangers, what do Rangers need? I think it's, if, if they keep continue to play the same way, it's glaringly obvious they need a winger. You know, I've seen his injury, been out for a long time. Matondo and McCausland obviously got the jerseys at the minute, but I think they're they're really weak in the wide areas just now. And, and it might just be that the injury to Seema has changed what their priorities. Maybe there was money there for a for a striker, for a Shankland. They maybe thought, you know what, we need we need someone to come in and replace Seema because Seema Seema was he was bringing he was bringing goals. He was, he was a threat in a counter attack. He was always threatening the defence with his pace and and not having him for such a lengthy period. As good a job as Matondo uh, did the other night to cover, I do think it's, it's it's a position they need. Peter, what do you write? I suppose sometimes the manager might say he's just not the kind of player that I think we need at this moment. But you hear the Rangers fans, Dale's on just now as well. 
um, out in the East End saying, why are we not no, signing? I think the manager would take him. It depends. Right. Hearts are not, they've got 18 months, remember. Sure. Yeah. And it's a massive blow to them. If they lose him, obviously to a team in the same league as well, all these things. Lawrence would walk to Rangers. Let's not kid ourselves. He's a Rangers man. He would go to Rangers yeah. tomorrow. And I'm not saying he wouldn't sign for Celtic if Celtic would no. only team would come in for him. I don't mean it that way. But if he had an yeah. opportunity to go to Rangers, he would go there tomorrow. And I'm sure the manager really likes him. Affordability comes into it again, Paul. You know, if Hearts can easily play hardball and say, well, OK, we want two million. And what would Hearts rather do? We'll wait to the summertime and sell him and say, OK, see now, we're not caring. You're way us to the end of the season and keep us as far and try and finish us third in the league or that could whatever. be too late for Rangers because Dale's on. You no, exactly, Paul. but I'm saying yep. but then that's sure. maybe the way Hearts are thinking. And yep. Lauren Shanklin would be fuming as well yep. if that opportunity was there for him. If Lauren Shanklin gets an opportunity to go to Rangers okay. Football Club, Agreed. he wants to go. 4.3 million for Dezos, thereabouts. 4.8 million for Danilo. The Rangers fans are saying there's 35 to 40 million there if you win this title. Dale's on just now saying... If you get Shankland, we will win the title. Now, we'll never know. He didn't play last Saturday. I know I keep saying this. He wasn't well on Saturday morning. I know that. He's not cup-tied. But when I saw that, I thought, oh, he's heading to Glasgow. But he wasn't well on Saturday. I know. It's uh, it's fascinating. Paul, what's your scoreline tomorrow? Just a quick... 3 0 Rangers. 3 0 Rangers. Paul, you're in good form. Good to hear you. Enjoy the weekend. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go. Big, huge weekend of football coming up here. The biggest story today, it's uh, in England, but of course, it, it's worldwide, really, isn't it? Urban Clock. He's. Uh, oh, what was that? Name? He's, is that yeah, you indeed, yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you to say <laughs> Tavernier, <laughs> Bernabe, honestly. I'm saying nothing. Oh, yeah, honestly. You and Andy Walker. Bilingual, yeah, will yeah. yeah. Stephen, thank goodness you're in here tonight. Barry's away. I wonder if he's away on a, a mission. He'll well, be. Maybe be signing for Rangers. He'll be back in Monday, maybe. That so, midfielder, yeah, you know. You never know. Uh, Rangers got. Um, Mohamed Diamondi, who's in with, uh, he's on loan with an obligation to buy. Who else is going to come in? You like the look of Silva the other day. Stephen, have you seen much of him yet? Came up from Wolves a couple of weeks ago on loan, a £33 million player. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I suppose not just to judge him in the first first game, yeah. but I do think, I mean, over the next couple of weeks, especially if they don't add a striker, you're, the Rangers fans are probably going to look to him to be the match winner. I mean, he's they they personally didn't sign him for a lot of money, but he has came with a big pedigree, a lot of expectation, a lot lot of optimism over the signing. So it's probably at some point over the next few weeks, Rangers will maybe not play as well as they did the other night. It might be a sticky game, and that's where mm. the moment you're expecting the moment of mad, uh, magic from him. Early kickoff tomorrow is St Mirren against Rangers. The Celtic fans will be watching it, or they'll be you know they they'll be listening to well, what's happening. I always yeah. like to play first polish. Keep saying yes. that to you. Yeah, remember Celtic playing sure. the, the Champions League and Rangers were yep. playing the Thursdays. And I used to like that because I remember our period here, I think we played one Saturday in the, the period that Tony was a manager. We only played one Saturday. Every other game was a Sunday, mm-hmm. I think. And it was so difficult because a nil-nil with 15 to go, and I think I've spoken about it on here before, it's a different tension comes on because mm-hmm. you know that Rangers or Celtic had won the day before or the couple of hours before. And it definitely puts a different pressure on. So if Rangers go, obviously, and win their game tomorrow... Then you're down to two points before your game starts. Yeah, sure. And it, that's the way it is. But listen, I, I wish it was a lot simpler and Celtic were a lot further ahead, of course. You know, but that's that's the beauty of football. You know, you've got to win your games and 
Celtic lost games that people didn't expect. Let's hear from Philippe Clement, head of the Rangers game tomorrow. He's been speaking about the injuries. What's the update, including uh, there's some news about Alex Lowry. I know he's not central to things there, but um, yeah, this is a bit of a surprise in here. The, the same players stay out uh, with with Kieran, uh, with Ben, with Kemar and with Danny. Only one thing to add uh, to make a, a clear update, update because otherwise I look silly also. Um, I said that Alex Lowry came back and that our idea was to put him on loan because it's important for him to to take playing minutes like he took in hearts in a good way uh, in several moments and to continue that story. But he came back uh, with an injury, what we didn't know. So he will be out for the next six to eight weeks. So it's going to be really difficult to put him on loan. What is... Uh, a surprising story for myself to get this information now and not not before because then I didn't give the, you guys the, the right information uh, one week ago Sorry. he's not happy there Stephen is he? no I think he's trying to have a straight up relationship with the media yeah. and mm-hmm. listen I'm not going to tell you everything but yeah. um, so it's a blow for, for Alex Lowry he seems to attract a lot of attention a lot of noise and he, he, his career seems to have a few ups, high, uh, ups and downs so far, but it'd have been ideal for him to maybe get out and play, maybe go to a different country and, and really get his career going. Do you think Hearts then, I'm just reading what the manager says here, did Hearts send him back because of injury? Because it's an eight-week injury? Mm-hmm. Because it, we don't I, know. I think yeah. it's bizarre that mm-hmm. if these clubs decide to take them and it's for the season, then go, go to Rangers halfway through and say, listen, he's not going to play as often for us. He can't play anyway because he's going to be out for eight weeks. But if he could play, I'd be asking the question. Say, well, no, that's part of his learning. We've put him out to you to play. He's neither your first team than he is our first team. This he's got to prove he's good enough for you to get into your side. Because as I said, that's it's not all singing and dancing when you go out and loan and guaranteed games of football. Sure. Because when I used to go and try and get guys out and loan, I used to say to the clubs, listen, there's no guarantee for him. He plays well. He plays. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play well because yet again, that is football. Of course. You know? Yep. And I'm just wondering if Hart sent him back because reading between the lines there as if the manager never knew he had an injury. That's what it sounds it, like. Yeah, yeah. He, he came back. And maybe Hearts didn't. Maybe, maybe something I, come Maybe Hearts yep. didn't send him back for that reason. Hart sent mm-hmm. him back for the, uh, the injury. It's got completely different yep. the way we thought he was sent back if you understand as, as if he wasn't good enough for yep. them. And that, there's a big difference in mm-hmm. that. And we've got to be very very clear with the messages. Big Peter's been on from the city centre. Can we hear a bit more about the new signing, Diamondi? Yeah, he's somebody who's really versatile. Um, it's a good technical player but with a lot of running capacity he's still developing also in strength so I think we, we can we can make him stronger here um, but he's, he's really fast he's agile he's creative also and he can play disciplined because he, he can do the 6-8 role he can do the 10 role he plays even at, at left fullback or uh, at left winger in moments so it's somebody who wants to do everything for the club. He's now, I just, I think, just 22. Um, he's already vice captain in uh, in Nordjylland, so that means also something. And we 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 heard a lot of good things about him. And he was asked today, when will the new player be? Is he ready to play? Yeah, it's it's not so easy to come into Scotland or into England eh? these days. Uh, a few years ago, it was easier. So. Uh, it will be the next couple of days. It's uh, depending of the of the visa, but everything is arranged, 
waiting for that. Uh, we sent already somebody there to train with him so that we don't lose time. Um, he had a winter break that's longer than ours. So it's been longer that he played competitive football. So there will be a little bit uh, delay in his physical status from, from the moment compared with, with the players here because they had a preparation and friendly games and, and everything. So, um, yeah, we will see when he's here. Uh, what his level is for the moment and, and to bring him to his best level uh, as fast as possible. Right, a wee nip about Brexit there and why not? That's what he's referring to at the beginning, obviously getting um, you know, getting permissions to play in this country. So it doesn't sound as though he'll feature tomorrow. No, a couple of weeks away, yep. I'm sure. I actually watched a, a video of him leaving um, his team in Denmark. Okay. Don't want to try and pronounce it. I'm fading him down. He <laughs> uh, seemed, I mean, gave a lovely speech. Seemed a really popular member of the yeah. squad. Um, obviously, he's moved from Ghana. Um, really bought into the culture and the, and the team spirit. And you say the vice captain at such a yeah. young age. So I know it doesn't guarantee you to be a good player, but there's nothing better when a new player comes into your team. You right away, he's, he's a popular, and you can tell he's hungry to be to be better. Sure. This time last night, the headline at Celtic was that uh, Matt O'Reilly is going nowhere during this transfer window. The manager spoke about the bid that had come in from Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that, but uh, but Matt's obviously a player that we we don't want to lose, and he won't be going anywhere in, in January. So uh, no, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Listen, I think it's a great testament to to him and, and obviously what the club uh, can do for a player. You know, he's 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 made his first international cap this full international caps this season, and um, obviously a club like Atletico Madrid is, uh, is is a big club in European football. So, um, but no, he, he's very much a part of what we're doing. He's he's been a joy to work with, and um, had a good chat with Matt this morning and. It's uh, he's someone that uh, will be here for us for the second part of the season. Peter, how big is that for Celtic to say no just now to you know big money? Uh, massive, because at the end of the day, it's just like a new sign. He's been outstanding, mm -hmm. you know. And if you lost him, that was a massive blow, you know. Uh, there's no doubt that it'd been a massive lift to Rangers as well, you know. I mean, that's the way it works up here. So you've got to tip your hat to Celtic. And say well done, because uh, keeping him here is so so important for the way the team plays. The amount of goals he's scored, the amount of assists he's had has been brilliant. I think his all-round game defensively has improved so much, you know. And that tells me he's an intelligent boy, Matt. He's yeah. no, he knows the game, he understands the game, he watches football, as I've said many times before. Yeah, your time at Fulham yeah, with him. Yeah, so he, yeah. Wants, he wants to improve and uh, that's a massive piece of business, at least to the summer. I mean, yeah. we know that because there's... And sure. the thing I'm delighted is he's no more not come out shouting, well, I want to go no. and I want to do this and I want you to do that. You don't get any sense that he no. he's happy to be here yeah, at the moment. Yeah, and he'll be that. Yeah. Come the summertime, maybe that completely changes. We right. understand sure. that. But um, he knows how important that he is to Celtic and how important Celtic has been for him. It's funny how now the fans are intelligent, of course, and know how it works. You know, the days of saying, what, you've sold Kenny Douglas to Liverpool or whatever. I mean, that's long since gone. They understand it. But they want to see an ambition as well. And that was uh, to keep... Matt O'Reilly was the right thing just now. And Cameron Carter-Vickers, the news today that he, I know he's a different player, of course he is, in a, a different age, different market, but he's staying till 2029. 20, What's your thoughts on Matt O'Reilly? Yeah, that, that was my big take. Um, what Peter touched on there, a bit just a player. Mm. I mean, 
there's been players over the years at a club like Atletico Madrid come calling and it's like right yeah. okay Adios. I'm not playing for you anymore yeah. unless you grant me that transfer I think it says a lot for about Matt O'Reilly about probably a bit of belief in him, himself in terms of if okay the big move might not happen this this window but it will happen I believe it's going to happen for me and, I, um, and also a bit of um, probably thanks back to Celtic in terms of Celtic have taken him from MK Dons uh, I know Celtic have, have did extremely well out of the deal anyway but they've taken him and they made him a Champions League player a Champions League player that um, assisted goals played a big part in good performances and they've also made him a senior player uh, in the Denmark national team and so it's not as if his career is stalling I mean in a personal level it's been Matt O'Reilly's best season of his career He's in double figures for goals, as I say, made such a big impact in the Champions League. He's now playing for Denmark. Um, so I think he'll be looking to finish off this last four or five months and then the big move might happen. Peter, credit to Brendan Rodgers, who, and you know, all the Celtic fans love Ange Postacoglu, you understand it. Um, but Brendan, he didn't play as much last season under Ange, Matt O'Reilly, but with Brendan Rodgers early in the season seemed to kind of take him under his wing. Would that be fair? No. No? No, I, I thought Ange done really well for him okay. I thought Andrew was excellent for him um, brought up a player and I think people perceived Matt's performances last mm -hmm. year to be different because remember he'd begin a period and play Callum's role when Callum got yeah. the face mm -hmm. injury he was playing as that deeper one which I say he had to learn yeah. massively that's where I can give Brendan a little bit of credit because I think he, against the ball he's been so much better this year I believe intercepting things and starting attacks for buys goals and the assists but no, Ange was massive for him as well. You know, I think that both both managers have got to take great credit. Ones that went spotted, Matt, I knew Matt because obviously I'd worked with him. Sure. But the ones that went spotted because you know there's certain guys that can play for Celtic because they can use the ball, they can pass the ball, they can handle the ball. There's certain guys you think, well, if he's not got a first touch, you can forget even dreaming about going to Celtic. It doesn't matter. Mm. But he's grown with it. He's played against big players. He's played against the Real Madrid, the Atletico Madrid. Yeah, he's sure. played against all these teams now. He knows against the best players. And that's the only way you get better. You know, you'll have your dodgy games. No, sure. But he's been more consistent than anybody else. I think else. what I was referring to was the fact that he was on the bench a fair bit last yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, and the, the, the big cup games against Rangers last year, I think Moy and Hatati played. Yeah, he was on yeah. the bench. And there's no doubt, I mean, Ange Postacoglu was great for Matt sure, really, and, and he'll admit it. Yeah. There's no doubt when he did start, when the, when the clock hit 60 minutes and his number yeah. was up, though, you could see the frustration written all over his mm. face. I mean, obviously everyone can be, can be sobbed, but it was, it was every game almost he started. He was coming off at 60. And... and, and from Celtic's kind of cup final team in terms of um, he had lost his place. Going to have to go for the news, then we're back. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! And we're looking ahead to the games this weekend, which kick off tomorrow at 12.30 in Paisley, St Mirren against Rangers. Rangers just fresh from that 3-0 defeat of Hebs the other night. Celtic playing Ross County. Celtic, my goodness, they really looked after Bucky Thistle last weekend, didn't they? The way, you know, it was a romantic story about the, the boys from Bucky coming down, but they did, both sides did credit yeah, well, to the I game. I think, yeah. to be fair, both deserve it yeah. because I thought yeah. Celtic went about their business professionally. The players on the pitch were excellent with their attitude. Bucky went about their business well. Joe Hart had a big save to make yeah. again. You know, we talked about Joe earlier on there. 
And I, I just think all round it was done the right way. You know, you weren't just looking after him. The players didn't take a liberty. Done their jobs properly. Yep, Joe Hart we mentioned there. It looks as though he is going at the end of this season. And my goodness, there'll be a, an outpouring for him for the, the, the job that he's done at Celtic in the past few years. It was mentioned, wasn't it, the year before that he might be coming? It didn't happen. And then he did and they've won couple of titles in a row, a couple of trebles as well while he was here, a, a double and a treble. What's going to happen this season? So what do you think, Celtic fans, who are you looking for? But it's not going to be just now, clearly, unless there's something that we don't know about. Keller has been mentioned a few times, uh, one of the Liverpool number two keepers. So Celtic against Ross County at three, Hearts Aberdeen, and that is the game. So, you know, who's going to come third this year? It looks as though it's going to be Hearts, but Aberdeen will think they could still chase them. Kilmarnock. Could they come third up against Hibs? Peter Grant has said they could well. I said at the start of the season, you did. And I, I think because Derek knows the league, and we've spoken about that, and he, he knows his team, yeah. he gets his team organised. He knows they're very good. He tries to make them very good at set plays, defensively organised, and make it tough. If you go 1 0 down, as has proven with Celtic a couple of times, if you go 1 0 down against Kilmarnock, they're very well organised and they know what they're doing. Steve you know? McGinn, you played under him for a time, and you got the promotion. How good was Derek McInnes? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you only need to, I mean, such a short period. Um, he's obviously got us over the line in the championship. Um, wasn't a vintage season for Kilmarnock last year, but the job was successful in terms of um, keeping a premiership status and not having to do the championship again. And very quickly turned him into a team that reminds you a lot of his Aberdeen team, some of his best Aberdeen teams in terms of quality coming into the box target man striker legs in midfield a very solid defence and it's the age of the squad it's the age of the squad that you'd be most um, pleased about if you're a Kilmarnock fan and when you're looking at the league and for the rest of the season I, I don't want to jinx, it, jinx the boys there but they're, they're looking like a shoe-in for one of the European places and one of the, the real contenders you think for chasing down hearts for third place Should he be at a bigger club and I say that as um, we were the first ones to say Kilmarnock, they should go for Derek McInnes and people thought, well, no, it might be too much, but he's been brilliant for the club. But Aberdeen, I know he'd, what, how many years was he there? Did, well, did really well, but he would say himself, he should have won more cups at the time. I mean, he went close and I think he did. Sometimes time to change. But my point, Kilmarnock fans, you're enjoying these days with Derek McInnes. He is a really good manager or is that just what we say in the media, Peter? No, I think he's proven it. Yeah. You know, his results, you know, and he's done it with different teams. People forget about St. Johnson, right. you know, yeah. as well, you know. So let's be perfectly honest, mm. he knows what to do. Uh, and he's done it this year again with a new backroom staff because Tony had obviously left and went to Dundee, who'd been by his side but for a long time, even down to England with him. So all these wee things change. And sometimes that can work for you because a different voice they're hearing along with Derek and the players are hearing a different voice now, even though Tony's done exceptional at Dundee. And he's became a manager in his own right. But a lot of experience went when Tony went because he's been about the game for a long time. But Derek's done tremendously well. Battled really well to stay in the division last year. And he knew it was going to be a toughie. But this year, as I said, that's why I had a funny feeling that they could go on a run because they don't get beat off with the teams. And as I said to you, because there's not so much a difference between the rest of the teams out with Celtic Rangers... He knows how to beat them and he knows how to win their games and he's proven that time and time again. Livingston played Dundee tomorrow. It's a kind of must win for them. It would be vital to get something from it. Three points would be ideal. And Tony Doherty, they've come close recently but they've actually, you know, two up midweek and then lose 3-2. He'll not be happy. And St. Johnson against Motherwell. 
Is Stephen, your brother Paul, be playing for Motherwell? I'd imagine it's a big game for them. Is this a game that they think, right, let's go there and take something? It's a huge game for both clubs. Mm -hmm. I think, first of all, you look at St Johnson and think from where they've came from since Craig Levine's been appointed. I mean, at one point they were rooted at the bottom of the league. Um, but they'll be, they'll be targeting that in terms of Motherwell probably their form I know we're coming out of the break but their form going into the break and they haven't they haven't probably Stuart Kettlewell's probably still got a bit of business to do Striker um, Yeah lost a couple of strikers in the window Beeraff Ollie Shaw's gone back um, so a huge game both te- both teams will think they can win the game but I think with the, the, the pressure involved I mean we'll give the I'm sure we'll give our scorelines later but I don't yeah. expect there to be very much in the game But that's the biggest thing now isn't it a draw means nothing really Yeah it's the three points are massive, you know, and if somebody gets a victory, all of a sudden it can move you up and down and throw you at the bottom or move you halfway up the table. And that's why we're talking about the teams being so much near enough aligned with each other. There's not massive difference between the rest of them. It's not. Let's go to, we'll come to the championship shortly and we'll get all your predictions, including in the championship. Um, interesting tie for Stephen tomorrow isn't it Alloway mm-hmm. your old club yeah, up against Falkirk there's no love the lost there between Alloway right? between and the Falkirk two, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> between Alloway and Falkirk I'm delighted yeah. big Andy <laughs> Graham got the job there absolutely chuffed for him because he's a fantastic guy unbelievable professional and he's been desperate to get into that management side but he was finding it very very difficult to give up the game so I'm chuffed that he's got his opportunity especially at a club he, he loves so well Headlines at the Champions Celtic today is that Cameron Carter-Vickers has extended his contract to the year 2029 seems uh, a way away it's five years so he's staying uh, we know but Mattarelli's going nowhere until at least the summer um, Greg Taylor he'll be out for a few weeks after suffering a calf strain so we'll be asking you what are they going to do with the defence? Are they going to how are they going to change things round without him? Um, Philip Clement today talking about his new player, Mohamed Diamandi, who's come from Denmark. He was a German youth player. We'll speak about him and who else might be coming in. Strong reports that uh, a Brazilian defender, left back, could be coming in by the name of Hefty from Fluminense. That's according to Fabrizio Romano. And uh, Kobayashi is wanted on loan by two clubs in the MLS, according to a report. Because the clubs will want to get these players, not the biggest names, not in the biggest salaries maybe, but you want to trim down the squad, which is what Brendan Rodgers said uh, a, a couple of, well, about six, seven weeks ago. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. Looking forward to the game tomorrow with Ross County. Listen, we always respect whatever whatever point and, and feeling there is in, in the opposition team. It's... It's, it's irrelevant to us. We we have to play to the level that we want to and, and that's what we'd focused on and and I think that now we're starting to see that sort of consistency of mentality and quality in the team and uh, we'll look to continue with that. We know that every opponent will always be a, a challenge for us. <clears throat> Derek will come and he'll organise his team well and they'll be competitive but for us we need to bring the game to the level that we want to and... Uh, and from what I've seen in the players this week, the, the tempo and intensity is just really a continuation of what it's been over the last uh, period of time. And we'll look to bring that to the game Saturday. He was asked about what about Cameron Carter-Vickers' fitness for tomorrow and uh, are we going to see Nicholas Kuhn? Yeah, yeah, they'll be involved. They'll be involved. Good week's training and uh, great to see Cam back again. And, and so he'll be involved, yeah. Peter, what do you expect the, the back line to be? for Celtic tomorrow? I don't really know Paul no. I, I wouldn't move skills to left back that's me personally I know he can play there but I think he's done so well there I think he's your number one choice centre back along with Carter Vickers at this moment in time 
if you've got an Argentinian left back sitting there, yeah, I can't really, I, I can't <laughs> say his name <laughs> yeah. that well. Would you play him? You have to yeah. play them, okay. you know, because that's his position. If he's on the bench for you, you've got to say to yourself, unless there's a young boy there, or does he throw Tony Ralston in there? But because it's a sl slightly different position now, the way they play the fullbacks, you're asking for something different from him, you know. Burnaby is very good going forward, you know. He mm. um, can be erratic defensively. There's no, no absolutely no doubt of that. But I think if he's not playing for you, I mean, you'd as well sell him this window. But that's yeah. that is the problem you have because all of a sudden you think, oh, we'll maybe get rid of him in the, the window here. Yeah. Oh, but Greg Taylor's injured now. Sure. So all of a sudden, oh, you need to change that. Sliding doors. And that's yeah. what we're yeah. talking about. These are the, these are the yeah. moments that we're not, the manager's got to yeah. deal with all the time. Sliding you know? in as Stephen McGinn. What would you do, Stephen? I just brought a smile on my face earlier when uh, I was thinking about what they did last year when um, Greg Taylor had a, a small injury and Ange Postecoglou played Rio Hitati there. That's right. And ended up scoring a double. That's true. Um, it seems a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not privy to seeing Bernabe. I know he's not had a, a big run in the team, but I, I just I, I don't see I don't see anything with him to to be a Celtic fullback. I, I think. I would play skills there. Just keep Navrocki in the team, bring Carter Vickers back in. Here's what the manager said about Navrocki. He didn't, at this point, uh, mention anything about Greg Taylor. So this was yesterday. He spoke about Navrocki. Yeah, it makes him very well. I think it. Uh, I think skills. He's been outstanding since he's come into the team and really grown and developed and been our most consistent performer. Um, along with one or two of our other players that have been constantly in the team. Centre half, of course, we've had... Injuries based around Cam and Mike and and Welshy, so uh, so that's made it difficult sometimes to have that that partnership there. But but having Cam back, he's he's a fantastic player, and but also Mike is great to see him come to the fore, and it's exactly what we thought when we were bringing him him in at the you know at the beginning. He was he was in to to challenge Cam and Karst Arfield. That was the that was the plan. So um, he. Sadly, he was injured for for a long period, but he's coming back and he's and he's shown in the games that he he's going to be there to to compete. And that's what having a top squad is. It's not about just having starters. You want players that are there to compete with the starters. Stephen, what do you make of Navrosky? Yeah, well, I th obviously it was a big summer signing. Um, and I said earlier when when he wasn't being selected, having seen Liga Warsaw and him playing, and what a good side they were. Um, that there was no way he wasn't a good player. Um, I think in the St Murn game, I was at the St Murn game, and he seemed to cramp up with about 20 minutes to go. So he hasn't played a lot of football. Yeah. And it can be easy as a young player moving over and playing with a club the size of Celtic. And there's no way he touches the ball as much, um, probably, at his previous club as he does at Celtic. But I think he's starting to show his, his quality. And that's why I think it's an easy one in terms of Brendan Rodgers keeping him in the team and maybe just move Liam Scales across. And the reason, the main reason I would do that, probably a lack of trust in Bernabe, but also with Pataudry next weekend. Um, it's going to be a physical game. The conditions won't be great. Pitch is never brilliant. Um, I would want a bit of continuation going into that game. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. His first thing he's got to remember yeah. as a coach. Yes. Worry about tomorrow. Uh, Forget sure. Pataudry. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about Pataudry. Yeah. Win tomorrow. Mm. That's yeah. the most important thing. Mm. And that's definitely for me. And Brendan touched on it himself, talked about scales. Why would you move your best player yeah. so far defensively and consistently to left back? If that Bernabe can't play left back, I'd be playing 
another fullback, and that'd be Tony Rolson then. Yeah. You know, that's what I would do okay. then because I wouldn't be moving my centre half who's been excellent in there, you know, both attacking and defending because I just think... And you can play in there because obviously you can receive the ball on your right foot. I understand that and it's slightly different the position for Celtic but putting a centre-back to there and then asking him to get in the middle of the pitch, I'd be like, nope. And I think it'd be totally unfair on the player uh, because I think yeah. he's played so well. He deserves to stay. He deserves to stay yeah. there. And it also tells you about how important Carter Vickers yeah. is playing along with young centre-backs yeah. you know that sure. experience mm. they're obviously never had it you know whatever you know sure. like Bell, Lager, where is he is he you still know, but what I'm saying both yeah. of them no no I get uh, it you know, yeah. look what he did for Starfield last year Lager yeah. and skills come in and play the Ibrox yeah. and won sure. you know what I mean so all these things so you've got to okay. but I definitely feel full-back for full-back if you're going to not I wouldn't I, me personally I wouldn't move scales alright we've got the point right. <laughs> I'm just saying get a tattoo back from the Asian Cup exactly he won't be there tomorrow I can exclusively reveal what's happened to Lega Bielka Stephen a different Stephen's been on asking so there's no word yet he was it? on the bench we last week wasn't yeah, he but we thought he was going on loan that was the feeling a couple of weeks ago it's gone quiet the next five days could be absolutely brilliant couldn't it well, you know, transfer. that's the things we're talking about, Paul. And yesteryear, yeah. well, Stephen touched on it about Matt Riley's situation. Yeah. So that could be dragging on day in, day out for the next few weeks. Nowadays, they're lucky enough the window closes. But in our day, they could get sold and bought every single day. Yeah. And that player would be desperate after maybe a couple of bad results. I'm going, hey, I want to go to Atletico yeah. Madrid now. You know, sure. that, that's the blessing nowadays about the window you know when the door shuts it can't go anywhere here's Alex on the socials at Go Football Show saying what about Shankland or Mayofsky or is that going to be too rich the manager he wasn't saying much at all today Philippe Clement about transfers but what about the policy plans he was a bit he spoke a bit more about the looking forward he doesn't want to look back I don't want to talk too much about the past and it's the same with uh, working now with the boys as a, as, a, as a coach as a manager in the way of working it's clear every club in the world or almost every club in the world is, is busy also with getting players in that they believe in have the potential to grow in your club become better and one moment to sell them we, we don't have an investor who just puts every year crazy money into the club Every time, we are not a club like that. So you need to build also a model to to gain value out of the players that that you bring in or the players that come out of your academy, and to do yeah the intel intelligent uh, moves at the right time, uh, and that needs to be the model for the next couple of years. And and not getting players get out of contract, for example, we talked about that in the past. So it's important that the club earns money. With transfers and like this can can grow in the, in the future. So everybody's working for that. Stephen, what do you take from that from Philip Clement? Yeah, I think he's trying to progress the club. Um, and I, I just think, what I look at, I look at Rangers squad and I, and I thought coming into January, I thought I thought three months ago when he got the job, I thought with what he had available, um, some of the performances, I just thought it'd be impossible to get. To this position, where he's he can win tomorrow to go two points behind Celtic. He's already got a cup in the bag, and I know I felt on the day against Celtic, he'd he'd made a mistake in terms of letting Cal McGregor dictate the game, but it's probably one of his only mistakes he's made since he came to Rangers. And I think listening to Philippe Clement, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd just I'd totally buy into it. I think he he's looking to be straightforward. He, he seems to be really straightforward with his players in terms of demands and. 
And I think over the, the last few years, I know you hear a, a lot of stories of Gerard's demands and the fitness and stuff like that, but he, he seems a real serious manager, someone you really wouldn't mess with. And I think he's been a real shrewd appointment so far. And with Hefty, who's been mentioned uh, from Fluminense, but he's been on loan, as you know, t- for, to Apwell in Nicosia. So he's played a lot of games, young player, but uh, the reporting online, you know, a bit of flair. Certainly, there's not much coming out from either camp of what's happening. And in fairness, they got Silva on loan, Rangers got Ma- Mohamed, um, who joined, well, yesterday. I mean, you're, talking about, you're talking about that, Paul, left back. Dear man. If you've got Yelmaz, yep. why would you sell him? Yeah, why would you sell him just he, now? When sure. you're, and he's done well for you in the last mm-hmm. few games. He started to play a few games. Yeah. We knew he probably didn't look the best defender, yeah. you know. But the way this managers want to play and get people forward, and you've got Barisic there, so Barisic is not going to go out the window. This window, I don't see. So he's going to stay at the summertime, and then he's going to move on. Yeah. So why would you bring someone in if you've got the two players available, unless Barisic is injured or Yilmaz? Is your only choice. If there's big money, maybe Galatasaray yeah, of course. Only sure. if somebody's going to buy him for yeah. money, you know. I mean, I'm looking at Jurgen Klopp there. He's saying mm. one of the reasons he told Liverpool in November was he was already preparing for next season. And that's where the manager's talking here. The manager's job's never done. You're looking at it saying, what can I do now to make this team do well? And then it's about the next one. How do I replace this? So it's not nothing to be embarrassed about that Celtic say they're looking for a left back or an outside left or an outside right. That's what clubs are doing all the time. That's why they're there. That's why all these people work at the football clubs now. You get into football clubs now and it's like a factory. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But there's that yeah. amount of people working. But that's all they're doing, trawling, looking at players. We maybe not know them. but And unfortunately for Celtic and Rangers, they have to dig so much deeper because we're not going to maybe get the top one, two, three, four, five, or maybe the top ten. And maybe if we're there, we're starting to look and say, oh, we've got a wee chance there. And that's the way it is. Because I went to a game in the back doors of Germany and it always sticks in my mind. Gerker first, when they were in the second, bump in the second division at the time. And it me trains, planes and automobiles. It was yeah. two flights and all that. Got there Monday night just to watch a game. Turned up Gerker first for playing the Celtic strips, which made it even better. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. <laughs> but I'm there to look at a player just in my mind that I'd been tracking myself, really. And I get there and I'm sitting next to a Bayern Munich scout, an Ajax scout, <laughs> Inter Milan scout, and you're wow. thinking, yeah. well, this is a Monday night. So we think we're the only ones sure. that are watching these guys, and that's the problem you have. But they wore a Celtic strip for you, Peter Grant. Uh. <laughs> right, quick break, and then afterwards, because of VAR in Belgium, a game, a VAR mistake, is going to be replayed. So there's going to be a replay of a game. And could this come to us here in Scotland? That's next. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go. Let's go to the Go Radio Football Show for the weekend. And look forward to the business show on Sunday morning. It was brilliant last week. It was Timonis Beasties who were on, which was, of course, appropriate given that we had Burns Night last night. Um, hope you had your haggis. This Sunday... At 11, Hunter and Hockey special guest is Lucinda Bruce-Gardine. She's the founder of Genius Foods, one of the UK's leading gluten-free bakery brands and is currently the chair of Scotland Food and Drink. Just looking here, James has uh, highlighted this for us. There could be a game replayed in, um, in Belgium, 
because of VAR at the weekend. Peter, you've done a wee bit of research on it. What happened? Well, they were given a was it a goal or a penalty decision went against Stephen was more out at me because yep. he can Google, sure. I can't Google. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know? a match played in Belgium's top tier is to be replayed due to a VAR mistake. The game played just before Christmas saw Anderlecht beat Genk through a 91st minute winner, which has since been deemed a significant VAR penalty error. So they're going to replay it. Now, it's the implications of this and the yeah. ramifications. Well, Paul, I've said it for day one. It's going to turn into a disaster, but they're going to stick with it by all accounts. They're not going to go away from it. And I've always said there's only one thing that should be allowed is for the ball crossing the line because there's so many problems with it. And the thing I've always spoke about, you've seen it the other week there, this offside letting them run. Emerson gets carried off, the goalkeeper, because the striker runs into him. Then it's given offside. And we're waiting for a disaster. Now, anybody gets a decision against them now, are they going to complain to the courts and say, well, they get a game replayed, so why are we not getting a game replayed? And that's what it's going to It's going to become a farce. It's becoming a bigger problem than it's worth. So go to goal line technology for me, and then we'll all be happy. Last week we were complaining about Ivan Tony yeah. moving mm -hmm. about a cream to the side. When is the ball ever taken for a free kick in the right position? You know, and we're all complaining yeah. about, oh, yeah. they should have done this. Listen, for me, it's good thinking. The goalkeeper, mm -hmm. the, the defender turns around and tells him exactly Sleep. where it's going. Mm -hmm. And he stands over at the other side. It's the goalkeeper we should be blaming. Yeah. Not VAR or anything like that. For me, but that's what I'm saying. So it's coming and getting picked up and pernickety things. Mm -hmm. But a decision like that going to the courts, wow, all hell can break loose for that. Stephen, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I agree with Peter. I think it can get silly. Um, in terms of what I made you my flashback was um, right in the middle of the COVID and I'm sure everyone watched the game because we had nothing else to do it was the Aston Villa versus Sheffield United mm -hmm. uh, game when Sheffield United scored but the goal line technology wasn't working mm -hmm. and they didn't give the goal and um, obviously it worked out well for, for, for us with Villa because um, he stayed up by such small margins Sheffield United get relegated and I remember I think they did they try something similar they tried to take it to court or, or bring it up about that cost them financially the ramifications but I do think it, it can I mean it's a game mm -hmm. I know I know a lot of people say they're big businesses now but it is a game um, and, and well, mistakes are mistakes last week Stephen West Ham with Sheffield United talk about Sheffield United remember when McBurney scores yeah. a penalty mm -hmm. late on to equalise yeah. and then, then they can strip the pitch right at the end how anybody when you're looking at VAR and you're a referee can't give a penalty for that and that's what I mean. So even with something as blatant as that, and you're getting it wrong. How can they justify that? But that's what I'm saying. So why yeah. have it? Because it's causing so many problems for these referees and everybody else <laughs> round about it. Just give us goal line technologies across the line. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Then we'll, we'll all enjoy the games. Because the interesting thing is, some of the games that have not had VAR have been the best games to watch. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, but Stephen, are you shaking your head? It's not going to go back, is no, it? Just, I uh, agree with Peter. But wait, one of the other yeah. callers said that how much we missed the football and yeah. delighted to have uh, a bag, but certainly haven't missed all the VAR. No, sure. <laughs> I know. It was a breath of fresh air, oh, wasn't it, watching the brilliant. League Cup in England? It was. And there was the yeah. decisions that was made that was wrong, yeah. but the managers can't yeah. come out after the game and say, sure. oh, by the way, that was a wrong decision. Because we didn't know, yeah, then we can't start saying, well, if VAR was in there, we'd have been through or whatever. People just played it because they knew that was the rules in the game. Absolutely. And, and that's the way football sure. should be played. VAR-free football tomorrow. Maybe that's what we should say in the Championship. Stephen, who do you fancy? Dundee United against Dunfermline. This time last season you were playing. Yeah, Dunfermline. Well, obviously Dunfermline haven't played a lot of football. A lot of games postponed. 
Um, Dundee United, there was, there was a bit of a turning point in terms of the league season and the way it worked with Rafe going to Tannadice and winning. Um, Rafe have imploded since then yeah, and Dundee United yeah. have, have, have got going. And, and I watched a game, it was, it was a dreadful game last Friday night, but Tony Watt scores a last minute winner and Rafe Rovers lose the next day. So mm-hmm. they've got the title race in their hands and, and against Infermline, I know they maybe played training games or tried to arrange a friendly, but I think it's a chance for them to, to start to pull away. So... Yeah, 2-0 Dundee United what do you reckon Peter? I've went for the same yep. and I hope I'm wrong because I'd like them Dunfermline to win the game I just think sometimes when you've got all that period out not played games and I know obviously the pitch has been a bit of a problem yep. for them and obviously the weather everywhere in Scotland but I, I fancy Dundee United now they've got a wee bit they've got away with it in a couple of games and I just think Jim will be making sure that they start putting better performances in who do you reckon is going to win? Wraith Rovers up against Inverness, Cali Thistle. I mean, they'll be desperate to get back winning, obviously, the Rovers. Yeah, it'll be a real good game, that, because Wraith yeah. have played exceptionally well. I fancy Wraith Rovers. Okay. You know, I fancy Wraith Rovers and that one. I'll go for 2-1 to Wraith Rovers and that. Yeah, as I said, the, the, their attention has turned to title race. I'm sure at the start of the season, the objective was, can we get the playoffs and can we threaten the top of the league? Can we threaten the United all of a sudden you're in a position where it's almost feels like league or failure and and I f- the last few weeks they've, they've struggled with probably the results and maybe maybe Dundee United and all the Rafe players would have been watching that late late goal probably a bit sure. of a signal you yeah. then go 1-0 up and lose 2-1 to, to Queen's Park so it's an absolute must win for the, the Rafe players I've gone for 3-1 3-1 for Rafe's yep. great game isn't it in prospect in Lanarkshire Airdrie against Partick Thistle what are you thinking Stephen? I've gone for Partick Thistle. Yeah, I think on a roll now. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've they've threatened to go on a run for a while. You, you know, you look at their team and you think, how can they not be in the running for that for that title with the team they've got? But there be injuries. Um, but I think they will go to Airdrie and, and dig out a two-one-one. What do you reckon? I got, I went for that as well. Two-one, <laughs> yeah. believe it or not, because I just think they've got the know-how. And I think Airdrie. I've been really impressed. I'm delighted that Nikolai Todorov, who attained yeah. to them, Fairman's done exceptionally well there. You know, so. Because I just thought he needed that run of games. He, he, he works his socks off, fantastic professional, so I'm delighted to see him doing well. Queen's Park against Air United. We mentioned Callum Davidson in charge now at Queen's Park against uh, Scott Brown, now Air United's boss. We talked about it, I think, the other night, so it should be a good appointment. What do you reckon tomorrow? It's a difficult one mm-hmm. because Air United get the result the other night there. Obviously, I don't think Scott was in charge at that no. particular time. But Queen's Park are desperate for results as well. You know what I mean? And it's difficult to get in and change the mentality players. The thing that can change for Air is they've got a result the other night there. Mm-hmm. I know the conditions and that were supposed to be horrendous. I just think Callum's went in there. He's changed the shape of the team. He brought an experience as well. I've got a funny feeling Queen's Park will beat them. Going on a roll, the Queen's. What do you reckon? I've gone for a draw. Mm-hmm. I think both managers will have gone in. Obviously, fresh ideas. Um, what lot of optimism. Um, but they'll also be aware of how significant a defeat would be in three points going to the other side um, with both where they are in the, in the league so I think they'll play not to lose 1-1 Leslie Ann as we know in the uh, Go Radio sales team she'll be in the car now working late there Morton against our broth she'll be there for the ton are they going to win what do you think Peter? Well I better say Morton oh just Morton <laughs> we don't mention it it's a I great got, town we love uh, uh, Greenock we uh, love the tail of the bank uh, they're called Morton uh, uh, exactly, right, okay. exactly come yeah. on <laughs> so you what know, do you think? I think Morton have done really well because they, they really were struggling weren't they that bought me the league mm. and it's yeah. fantastic results but yeah again see what I'm saying about wins 
the draws are no use but all yeah. of a sudden you get yeah. a few wins and you, you're challenging for up the top end of the table so I just think Morton difficult game down there the way the weather is down there it's never easy to play you know in the conditions down there and the Morton boys will be used to it. so I'll go for Morton to win that one but delighted also to see Jimmy Mack back in at our broth as yeah, well sure. he's a yep. fantastic football man great. he's another one that's a fantastic professional himself I'm sure he'll be demanding the best from our broth as well so it'll not be an easy game but I just think Morton will shade it yeah, I've gone for Morton too. You, know, you two in coots. Yeah, that's oh, good. Our yeah. broth. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've had a difficult season, but so have Morton at times, you know. Um, fair play at the Morton board. They, they get them under a, yeah, a bit of pressure early yeah. in the season. They're really struggling to, to get points out and, and they've turned it round. Um, I've seen he signed a new contract this week as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah and, and I just think with Muirhead and, and Oakley up front, I think they'll have too much for a broth. So I've gone for 2 0. Brilliant. Great down there, isn't it? At uh, the tail of the bank. Oh, it's a great football isn't place it? to play. It you know, when you turn know. up and proper game. Well, yeah. in the Premier League, and obviously a few yeah. times when I was oh. up here as well, you know. But um, it was always great to play. And as I said, it was one of the teams you always used to like because <laughs> they used to beat Aberdeen. They were yep. the ones we couldn't beat them at the time. And yep. Morton were always the ones with the great Andy Ritchie. Oh, he's what he was the player of the year. Oh. Listen, for younger listeners, and there are many. Andy Ritchie won the Player of the Year in Scotland and he was playing at Morton. It's unbelievable. Right, what a player. Well, great free kicks as well. Yeah. But you still love them playing Aberdeen because as I say, they were the ones that could beat them. <laughs> Did the manager say to him, did Hal Stewart say, you're deceptive son, you're slower than you look? <laughs> he didn't need to run. No, I know. Oh, he I know, just pinged them all about. Like, listen, yeah. they had a fantastic team. Yes. You talk about a team of men, uh-huh. you know, who everybody knew their job, yep. were all very good at their job. Yep. You know, and gave absolutely everything. But Andy was that wee bit icing on the cake because he'd that wee bit of magic dust. Who's going to win tomorrow at your old club, Alawa, up against the man across from you there, the captain of Falkirk? Who's going to win? I think it'll be a tough game, you know. Mm. I, I really do because Falkirk, we look at John there, they went an incredible run. Yeah. You know, 26 games. Yeah, but I look round about Alawa and I think Alawa's got a good mixture of experience in it and mm. good legs in it. Andy's taking over his enthusiasm for it. You always. I'll always edge toward Falkirk because I've got a soft spot for them with the fact that young Peter was having such a great course, time there. Yeah. You know, I just think in the front line, Falkirk have just got too much in the front line. And I think that's the difference between the, the two groups. Captain, what do you think? No, I mean, it's been a fixture uh, we've enjoyed over the last 18 months. Um, I think we won six in Drew in the seven games we've played. But the two games this season were particularly comfortable. Um but we're not expecting it to be the case tomorrow. Um, going into last week's game against Motherwell, we're six unbeaten. And I spoke to Paul, and Paul said, "Look, they, they were decent, playing with a real spirit." Mm-hmm. Oh, Andy Graham, as Peter, Andy Graham's really popular at Alloa with, with yeah. current players, with ex-players. Why? Um, I don't know. I, well, I've, I've I'm just a fantastic guy, and he was I a sh- fantastic leader. Yeah. Okay. And we, yeah. the period I was there, Andy, the real bad injury in his back and he had an operation and never so he yeah. was out for nine months ten yeah. months yeah. but it, it was probably a, a, I know it sounds a good time in the respect because yeah. it was Covid but prior to that my first season we used to play when we played away from home obviously and you're on the team bus together yeah. it was brilliant because we were all on the bus together yeah. Andy would have always quizzes uh, and yeah. all that right. so, so that's why these, he was a fantastic yeah. leader sure. of men yeah. and he was great for guys that just came in at the club you know, he was really, really yes. good with yeah. the group, the spirit around the group. For by being a good player, people yeah. forget that. He was a centre half in the levels and he knew the game inside out. And yet again, we talk about young player. He made Robbie Dees in a period of the time it was there yeah. because I attained Robbie as a young one. And, and I wouldn't attain Robbie even though I really liked him as a player. Yeah. But it was only because Andy Graham was there attaining him because I knew with that experience, yeah. Andy didn't run all over the place. 
and he could talk to him and whatever and he was a big influence on the group Your team the longest run in the UK this season it finished last weekend I guess the danger would be that you go wow this will you know, you've got to say right that was the cup game and I wonder if that was part of it I know the conditions were horrendous in the game you've just got to get back winning. Yeah it's a strange feeling I mean to go so long unbeaten in, in a lot of the games we won um, and it's you're reflecting on going out the cup and the way it was I mean the pitch I don't know if anyone's seen the highlights <laughs> you hate to yeah. call it an excuse oh it's the it, same for both teams yeah. come on you know, yeah, come that, on. that would excuse but it was I mean it was <laughs> yeah. it was a toss of the coin who could score the okay. more set pieces on the day but some of our employees that was our first defeat as a Falkirk player yeah. in January after about 30 games Incredible. so um, yeah that, that's the message this week bounce back um, go and win again and and keep the run going in the league because we're still unbeaten in the league you'll be missing it at the next round at the fifth round when it's uh, Aberdeen where you would have been you maybe not be missing it condition wise but you know in the cup you did a great run last season quick break and then predictions from Peter and Stephen about what's going to happen this weekend this is the Go Radio Football Show subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio let's go looking forward to the weekend Paul Cooney Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn. What will we be talking about come Monday on the show at five? Well, the earliest kickoff is Rangers up against St Mirren at 12.30. Former St Mirren star here, Stephen McGinn, and former Celtic legend, uh, Peter Grant. This is uh, a good game, I would think, tomorrow, Peter. You're looking forward to it, St Mirren against Rangers. Uh, the manager's been speaking a lot today about his new signing, Diamondi. Yeah, of course, otherwise we would not do that. And... Uh... And uh, the club has made also uh, uh, a good effort to make this transfer uh, uh, yeah, possible because everybody, and it's a process, it's not only for me and, or for Niels or the scouts, but it's from everybody in the club, is convinced that he can, uh, he can have a, a good impact in the club in short term and in long term, that it's one of the players who can be able to grow bigger than Rangers. And, uh, and that one moment, he can make a next step and uh, and the club gains things uh, around that. But he's not going to be involved tomorrow. Well, that's he, an interesting yeah. one now, because Stephen was talking about that earlier on about Sima. Yeah. I mean, the manager spoke earlier, he said he can play left back, he can play outside left sort of thing. I wonder if there's an area of the pitch he would use him to break him in, to get some game time at this moment in time, because nowadays sometimes you, you'll change your wide players predominantly during the game or your forward sure. players. And maybe that's the way to buy some minutes for him to get him back playing a little bit instead of putting him in the hurly-burly of a midfield you know at this moment of time because he's a natural left yeah. footer and he's got pace so he maybe maybe end up playing him out there for instance to get that game time Stephen that's possible let's see what the manager said about the injury update we won't continue on with what Alex Lowry we know he's now back from Hearts with an injury but what's the news of, for example in Kieran Dow the, the same players stay out uh, with, with Kieran uh, with Ben with Kemar and with Danny only one thing to add uh, to make a, a clear update, update because otherwise I look silly also. And that was the Alex Lowry news, which you can hear. You heard it earlier, probably. There, what are you thinking about the Rangers team for tomorrow, Stephen? Obviously, there's going to be no um, Diamondi. He's not but, going to be there. I've, I've only got one change, and it's uh, Connor Goldson coming back in. Of course. I expect him to come back in for John Suter, just a straight replacement. So, no, if there's no fresh injuries from the other night, I expect it to be the same, except that one change. What's the news from St Mirren? Yeah, well, obviously, it was a difficult ending to, to what's been a really good season. Um, you, you, if you look at the league, 
you're restarting the second stage of the yeah. season you think what a season St Mirren have had mm. but it was so good at the start of the season but with a couple of injuries maybe a couple of players out of form I think they need a, the break as much as anyone in the league and they were a fresh optimism that I think they'll make it hard for Rangers tomorrow and um, it might be a big result against Rangers that, that kick-starts the, the second half in, in that chase for Europe Peter? I, I don't see it happening I just think Rangers and Celtic now have got to concentrate and beating everybody else that's the way both of them have got to look at it I said that when Clement came in he's got to forget about Celtic he's got to concentrate on winning game after game after game it's the exact same with Celtic you have to concentrate on every game you're playing next and it's so so important isn't it? and I just think Rangers will have too much for them I know St Mirren have done exceptionally well and they did lose players vital players for them for the way they play and I just think Celtic and Rangers now they know they can drop minimal points you know, they breathe down each other's neck. Obviously, that's the thing now. So you have to take care of the games against everyone else. And that's why I think you don't worry about two weeks from now. You worry about it's tomorrow. Now. Yes, It's going to be one of these seasons where it could well go right to the end. There could be a point and it could be goal difference. It could, listen, you could end up, Celtic could go 10 clear again. That That's the way it is. You know, that's the way it's been because we never expected Celtic mm. to drop the points they did at home. You know, yeah. they didn't expect them to get beaten twice with Kilmarnock, sure. one in the mm-hmm. cup, one in the league, because you think, oh, you'll learn for that first one, whatever. And, I've, and people talk about this, the, the pitch and whatever, but they played exceptionally well on that pitch last year, yeah. you know, and gave Kilmarnock a doing. You know, so the concentration levels has got to be there constantly. You've got to have your big players playing well. And I just think now, this is when the big players step up. Mm-hmm. This is when championships are won. This is the times you go on the runs in the big games and that's what the, both clubs have got to do. Alex is on saying or Rangers could go 10 points clear which could happen uh, yeah, as well, of course. Exactly. Yeah, They're on it immediately on the socials. Scoreline then tomorrow? At, uh, I'm the going 3-1 to Rangers. Stephen, what do you feel? I think it'll be 2-1. I don't think they'll be... I think it was a really close game. As I said, I, I was at the game. I think Stephen Davis was actually the manager of Rangers. I know they're in a, yeah. a better place uh, now, yep. um, but honestly, there was there was nothing in the game until the strain sending off. So I think I think they'll make Rangers work for it, but I think they'll dig out a two-one. I see your own Barry, who's not with us tonight. He'll be back on Monday. He's saying in his column today, he's uh, supporting Cyril Desers, saying give him a chance. It's uh, what 11, 12 goals he's had, and yeah, he said criticism, but he reminds people that Mark Haley, a legend at Rangers and elsewhere. Um, it took him time to settle in his first season which you would remember there but um, that's uh, Barry today his fine column we, we talked about it the other week there well, well Monday I think we spoke about Koisty look at Aye, remember yeah. Koisty <laughs> the, the full stand were getting him pelters were they? Oh, yeah Ali, Soonish used to give him Ali, pelters Ali, Ali get to yeah. F I remember oh, yeah. going right round the stadium uh, to Falkirk yeah, you know? <laughs> Franz yeah. I thought yeah. it <laughs> you know yeah. but at that particular time that's the way it was but strikers yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying about Dessers that's exactly what I'm saying. He keeps going in there, to, and I know he misses him. Hey, but that's what strikers have got to do. Remember, they called Ali the judge for a wee while. You know why? Yeah. He spent so much time on the bench <laughs> during Sunnis' time, just before your time, Stephen. Just, uh, yeah. What a turnaround it would be for Cyril Dessers if he becomes a Haitley or a. <laughs> so you both reckon there'll be two points in it. And I mean, that's why Rangers have made so many changes. A lot of chat from Celtic fans tonight who are coming on. They're not happy the way the transfers are going or not going at the moment. Five days to go. And I think they're grudgingly uh, respect for Rangers the way they are. Uh, Hefty, it looks as though this boy's coming from Luminese. He's at Nicosia at the moment. They feel that they are beginning to put a team together from what was looking really bad three, four months ago 
there's certainly they could be two points behind Celtic tomorrow. It's going to be fascinating for us in a neutral position as you look forward to the rest of the season. We'll come back to the Celtic game in a moment. Can I take you to Kelly against him? Stephen, your old team, what is going to happen at Rugby Park? Yeah, I can't see back a man that win. I don't. I just think they're, they're better organi- organised in terms of defensively. I don't think they give much away. And they, they can score goals from different, different scenarios. Set pieces are a real threat. Um, good pace in wide areas. And, and adding Greg Stewart to the mix, yeah. um, who's been such a good commandant player in the past. I think they'll have too much for Hibs and they've gone for 3-1 to Kelly. And that would put them on 34 points. Hearts at the moment on 39. Peter, what do you reckon? I went 2-1 Kelly as well. Right, and okay. I, I just think the front men, because Stephen spoke about it earlier on, you're not playing centre-halves at centre-half, you're playing full-backs in there. And I just think there's a bit of know-how in the front line of Kilmarnock. And I just think they've got more than enough. And they've, they've got quality in the way there as well. Armstrong, I've been really impressed with him. He's done exceptionally well. And they don't mess about, you know, and they've got an opportunity to put the ball in the box, they ask questions off you. And if you, you're looking a little bit weak in there, and that's not your strongest part of your team at this moment in time, they will punish you for that. And as I say, on set plays and that as well. So that's why I, f- I fancy Kelly. I know the Glasgow show is no a million Hibs fans out there listening, yeah. but they're one of the teams where you're thinking they needed to get to January. Yeah. Yeah. I know Nick Montgomery, it's his first transfer window, but they've not had a right back all season. They've tried just about every combination. They've tried 16-year-olds at right back. But still, I mean, love Paul Hanlon and Louis Stevenson, yeah. love them, uh, friends to my brothers and, and myself, great boys, brilliant attitudes, but they keep making them go to the well. It's just, they yeah. never mm-hmm. bring in people to help them out. Um and it's just they've not addressed the defensive issues. Some have Hibs fans wondered why Paul isn't still there, but that's maybe for another day. What about um, Hearts against Aberdeen? I just said last night this could be Shankland up against Mayofsky, two of the players who could be Ofsky in the next few days, or they may still be there. Peter, what do you going to happen? I went for Aberdeen 2-1. Right. Almost controversial, but... Yeah, yeah. because I yeah. I don't... I've, I've seen them a couple of times and I've not been overly impressed with them. I just think Miofsky's got something about him. I think he's one of the ones that's grown for the bigger games for them, you know. And I think he knows, obviously, the spotlight's on him and he's willing to take that spotlight. And I just think they could end up winning it 2-1. And the reason I'm giving Hearts one is because Shanklin's playing an opposite team. Of course, team. <laughs> yeah. Just don't take the penalties. I see some of them were saying that. I mean, he hadn't missed 15. Oh, yeah. uh, he's uh, missed, as we know, three. Um, OK, Stephen, what do you reckon on that one? No, I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny. Peter went with Aberdeen. Um obviously Hearts third in the league Aberdeen have had their troubles this season but some of their best results have been away from home mm-hmm. you think of in performances you think of Ibrox earlier in the season um, they were excellent over in Germany and Frankfurt yep. and okay. I've, got, I've gone for a 1-1 um, but right. it, it I mean I was, I'm more confident about Aberdeen winning at Hearts than I was the other night at St Johnson if that makes any sense to anyone yeah. but the Hearts that would be a good result for them wouldn't it that would almost right. kill off the Aberdeen a challenge I mean I know a long way to go but they've got a couple of games in hand ok so you're going for a draw yeah, yeah. One you are uh, Livy against Dundee can I just ask a scoreline time is racing against us 1-0 I think it's an absolute must win for Livingston they need to dig one out I, th- I have gone for 1-0 after the disappointment for Dundee yeah. the other night Michael Mellon's back in Dundee it's Dundee Football Club it's the son of Mickey Mellon on loan from Burnley what do you think is going to happen I'm going to go for Dundee 1-0 Going for Dundee, right, to win there. It's, and it's tough times for yeah. uh, Livy. We'll talk about them next week. Um, St. Johnson, Motherwell, did we get your scoreline? No, we didn't. I've gone for 0-0. 0-0. Okay. 
Nil nil. Last on Sports Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went for 2 0 St. Johnson. 2 0. And right. I just think because okay. Graham Carey has got yep. a wee bit of form round about him at this moment yep. in time. We talked about him last night. Yeah, I know. and I just think he's got a wee bit of quality. And I just think they'll, they'll win the game 2 0 because everything else will be so tight. Celtic against uh, Ross County then. So it could be two points in it when they come out at 5-3 to three tomorrow. And one of the stories of the week was that they're not selling Matt O'Reilly, certainly not in this window. And uh, here's what the manager said about selling best players. Well, they, they won't be gone. It's, it's as simple as that. January is a month, which is a difficult month anyway, whether it's bringing players in or, or looking to sell players. But it's, it's not something that we, we want to do. And... Uh, and as I said, it's it's understandable the the, the question, but not uh, we've got no interest in that. Um, so he's strong on that one. Celtic fans heartened to hear today about Cameron Carter Vickers and that contract. Is that a boost ahead of this game tomorrow if it's needed? Absolutely, and I think Celtic will win the game comfortably. I think I've went for four 0 but I've also got to remember, by the way, when we're talking here, Rangers needed players. You know, you've got, sure. to, you've got yeah. to remember that as well. Rangers needed a, a change and needed to bolster their squad. Mm. Celtic have got a lot of boys away, quality players away, and they've got other boys who have not played a lot of football this year. You've got to remember that Indeed. at times. So I think Celtic Rangers is slightly different at this moment in time. It what was needed with Rangers, yeah. and we know what Celtic will need, but whether they can get that in this window, I'm never sure of that, and I never was sure and of that. I agree with you on that, Peter. What they didn't expect to lose was... Two games. I, absolutely. Out, and I think that's the difference. They add six points on, and, and, and it would be 11 at the moment. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I understand and, that. And, but that was every player on the pitch, Paul, not playing particularly well. Yeah, apart, sure. You know, yeah, no, they, they're, they're the yeah. set. That happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's football. Of you know. And Celtic fans were told, though, by the manager that they needed a couple of players. Yeah. I think that's where the. If the fans sure. were told before the window, look, I'm happy with what we've got, we don't need anything else, yeah. I think they'd be okay with the position now. What's going to be the position at, uh, well, five o'clock now? No point in saying <laughs> 20 to five. <laughs> I think yeah. it'll be back up to, to five points with okay. Rangers having the game in hand again. I think Celtic will win 3 0. No shocks. I mean, Ross County did damage on I, the COVID year, didn't they? A couple of times. I mean, at, the, but, at yeah. their best with a fully settled team by the end of the season, I still think they'd, they'd struggle at Celtic Park, but okay. they're still in yeah. the mid, middle of bringing a new team. I think it's a difficult fixture. 3-0. I think Derek's done more problems oh. with his own team. Yes. Yep. You know, the negativity he's brought to his own player. What do you think? 15 seconds left, Peter. What's your scoreline? Who's going to score? I've went 4-0 Celtic. 4-0. Yeah. Kyogo, is he one of them? Is he going to get a double? Or? Listen, I always yeah. fancy him to score because he gets in the right positions, Paul. I, I, same with Abada. I like when Abada plays, he gives you an energy as well. Gets in at the back post f for goals. Palmer's playing with that wee bit of exuberance again and he's starting to put yeah. crosses in and getting shots on target. Are you at the match tomorrow? Yes. Enjoy it, Peter. Thank you very much. Enjoy your game. Good luck. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend, everyone. Zoe Kelly is up after the news. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go!